Good Monday, everybody. Here's another episode of Bernie Talk. So how's everybody doing today? Uh, just wanted to jump right in. Who got to see a bunch of soccer this weekend? The first thing I wanted to talk about is uh, Arteta and Arsenal. So they have now gone on a bit of a run. You know, they were struggling big time at the beginning of the season. But, you know, they're still not doing anything out of the ordinary. They won some games. Arteta complained and got their games postponed. So they have a bunch of games in hand. And now they're kind of catching up and going past the teams that were ahead of them because of those games in hand. And now he's complaining about uh, that they have too many games, that they're going to have to play too many in a row. So, you know, I don't know how he wants to get these games done or did they just want to give him the thing. So that leads me into has the media and all these ex-players and, you know, kind of hipsters like anointed Arteta the next coming of like the genius that they think Guardiola is. And I'm going to get into it. Why? First, he sat next to Guardiola for a few seasons at City. I don't know what he was doing. You know, if he was an assistant, if he was like a, like a ball fetcher, if he was a gopher, I don't know what he was, but because of that, and because the blindness of like just sheer fawning over Guardiola, the media is like basically falling over themselves to, you know, praise Arteta. Whether right or wrong, you know what I mean? It's not my place to say, but I'm just looking from the outside in, you know, what has he accomplished? Basically nothing. You know, he's kind of has the team somewhere in, in between fourth and seventh. You know, uh, but they, you know, these players that they were saying, you know, were this, that, and the other, now they're claiming they're world beaters, you know, and because he was Arteta's gopher, you know, he's allowed to be at the cool guy table now, you know, so that's, that's reserved for like, you know, the hipsters, the cool guys, you know, the guys that run around the sidelines gesturing for no reason. Um, So, you know, with him now, the media is telling everybody who will listen and basically who won't listen that this guy is a genius there's nothing he can do wrong his team is playing so amazingly you know uh, everything that they're doing you know it's 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 never be seen before except maybe at city but you know he's basically mini pep and now he can you know run around and do the same thing if you look at him he's basically just mimicking everything Guardiola does on the sideline his gestures his mannerisms his talking and Guardiola, Guardiola uh, you know, has basically given Arteta, you know, the stamp of approval. So once he got that, oh, the media, you can't say anything bad now about Arteta because if you do, then you're kind of like pushed to the side. It almost feels like a high school kind of thing. Like, okay, you can't go against like all the, the cool guys or you won't be at that table at lunch, you know, so... God forbid somebody comes out because, you know, when Arteta started talking about uh, we can't play this game because, you know, um, we have too many injuries. Never heard in, the, in my life a game being postponed because there was like two COVID cases and injuries. So what's that 40 players you have there that you can't use? I don't, I don't get it. And now... You know, because they they have these games now to play, they're got to play like games in a row. I think it's um, you know, 
United and I can't remember if it's uh, Chelsea or Liverpool. They got to play like back to back and he's complaining about that. Well, you did it to yourself, but nobody in the media seems to be having any issue with him complaining about this. Conte comes out and tells him to be quiet because he was he was ready to play the 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 game against Arsenal, Spurs and Arsenal, and it got postponed. And he said, "Well, you're complaining about that. You canceled it." They told him to be quiet. So you go tell me that you know what I'm looking at isn't this like high school mentality thing where like you know if you're in, you're in. If you're not, you know, just just shut your mouth. You know what I mean? It's like it's insanity. And right now the team isn't doing base really anything different than the teams around them. They're winning some, you know, they went on a bit of a run, so did everybody else. And now they're a bit of ahead of the game because they had those games in hand. But like all of a sudden they're like put on this pedestal that like, you know, you can't say they're not an amazing team because if you do, you're wrong. So, you know, Arteta has the best of both worlds. He can complain, get no pushback. He can win, hailed as a genius. If he loses, it's somebody else's fault, like the players. A guy like Partey, they were, they were saying how he wasn't up for it. Now, all of a sudden, he's like the next coming of Makaleli. So I'm not, I, I, I don't really know how these guys can say this with a straight face. I mean, maybe they're you know, kidding or maybe they're being honest. I have no idea. Like, what do you guys think? To me, you know, Arteta is, he is what he is. He's not an amazing manager. You know, who knows what he's going to be. But, you know, for already them to throw them, throw him in there is, is crazy. But, you know, it is what it is. And I feel like that's what, like, the media now has come to. It's uh, you got to get on their good side. Once you get on their good side, they're, you know, they will praise you. And if you get certain people's uh, approval, then, you, you, you know, you can't be put down. Because if you do, then you're going to be outcast. You know, let's just see where Arsenal ends up this season because I'm not going to say that they're not going to finish in fourth because, you know, United is just a bit scatterbrained right now, so I'm not really sure where they're going to end up. But they could. They could end up in fourth. Uh, you know, you also have Spurs. I think they're going to be the three. But to kind of already say, okay, it's over. You got Arsenal's in there, you know. I think it's, um, it's a bit false because they are still got to play United. They still have some tough games, so let's just see where that goes. You know, now on to another subject. So if you guys uh, watched the Champions League, you saw how basically Atletico, uh, let's just say, did everything that they are known to do as a Simeone team, and they did it to United, and United didn't do anything to either fight back with it or let it go because they knew it was coming. They basically fell into the trap of Simeone and Atletico. Every little trick that they could pull, a little foul here, time wasting there. They foul somebody and they complained to the referee that it was the other team's fault. You know, everything. They did it. Simeone basically ran the sideline and physically, but also like, you know, all, um, all little tactics that he did. He kind of like dictated what was going on the sideline. And United fell for it. They fell right into the trap and they just bowed down and, you know, they did nothing. So now they got, now Atletico was drawn against City. 
And to me, I know everybody's going to say, oh, City has this. Atletico's not what they used to be. You know, City is this machine and da-da-da, this and that. However, if you look back at the years since uh, Guardiola left Barcelona, he has struggled against these types of teams, whether it was a team that he coached when he had to play Bayern Munich, when he had to play uh, Barcelona, or when he played Madrid or Atletico, struggled. Every single time he outthought himself. I don't know whether it's because he thinks he knows more, which, to be honest with you, that is the truth. Or he wants to have this show of, like, you know, to his country that, like, look at me, I'm smarter than these teams, I can do whatever I want. And to me, I think Atletico is the last team Guardiola would like to play. There's a bunch of other teams in this draw that he would want to play because Atletico and Simeone is basically the anti-Guardiola team. They're going to fight, kick, push, play as well defensively, but also get get into the attack. They have some good attacking uh, uh, players, but they are going to make the game uncomfortable as can be for Guardiola. He's going to want to pass right, they're going to try to make him go left. If they're going to want to play out of the back, they're basically going to be standing in the goal to not let that happen. Now, everybody knows how much I hate City, so there, this is going to be something I'm going to really watch out for. I couldn't take when uh, Simeone did it to United, all those little tricks, but I cannot wait until I see him do the exact same thing because... Guardiola's ego will not allow him to just let it go by. There will be craziness on the field as well as off the field. I think it would be great because Simeone's not one to let another manager dictate what's going on in the sideline, and Guardiola will lose it if he sees Simeone dictating it. So that's going to be the best part, and I would rather have a, a, like a street fighter like Simeone than this like short pants, hipster beard guy, uh, Guardiola kind of like, you know, trying to do his like, you know, like sophisticated, like, oh, you know, this is, this is the way it is. So I think it should be interesting. And then you'll know if he's not getting his way, because what does Guardiola do anytime he's not getting his way? You don't see him running up around the sideline. You see him sitting there, arms crossed, on the bench, doing nothing. And that's what I hope to see in that game, because... It'll be really interesting because they're two totally opposite teams. I think you're going to get a lot of, like, I hope anyway, a lot of mayhem, running, craziness from Atletico. And then, uh, like, what you're going to get from City is you're going to get, they're going to try to do what they always do, pass the ball around like that. And if you notice teams that, like, hustle them and that are good teams, not like, you know, some teams are just not good enough to do it, but a good team that can hustle them, push them around, they don't like it. You know, if you just look at past games, you know, I'm, before I go any further with that, you know, Guardiola has given this tag about this, like, Champions League genius, okay? But if you really look at what he's done, he won two Champions Leagues at Barcelona with Messi. Since then, he's failed and failed miserably. You know, look at the time at Bayern Munich. Got hammered by Madrid. Hammered. By Barcelona, you know, Atletico hammered him. Then 
you know, um, you know, then I think, um, you know, I'm trying to think of the other games, but there was just like random teams beat him too at City. Like, so he's never won it without Messi. So, you know, I know you could say, well, which, you know, they, they complimented each other. Okay, you could, you could, that's fine. But Messi's won since Guardiola left. Guardiola has not won since Messi left. So I think that, you know, people kind of like can, I, I don't want to call it rewrite history, but they can kind of like morph present time into what they want you to see or hear. And it's not the truth because, you know, they tell, they tell me, you know, this guy, he's just a winner, Champions League winner. Yeah, he's won two. He's won two with Messi. Never since. And not really, I mean, I know he got to the final, but never got close to winning it. You want to call the final? Okay. You know, but he's never been able to win it without him. So now back to the Atletico game. So I think it's going to be an interesting one because... He's going to really, I think, again, outthink himself. He's going to do something random or odd, put some player in a position that he wouldn't normally do or switch around the back into like a three, thinking that's going to be like this like tricky, like clever thing. And, you know, to me, I think it's going to backfire. And I hope it's going to backfire because then it'll just throw him right back into losing it again. Uh, you know, I'm not, I'm not the... Well, I've said like, you know, Atletico, you know, um, Simeone is a, is a manager that United need. I've never been his biggest fan, but I am going to be totally rooting for Atletico and uh, Simeone in this game against uh, Manchester City. Now on to uh, two managers uh, right now kind of like um, experiencing different things, but basically kind of sort of in the same category in their kind of uh, stature. So the first one is uh, Xavi and uh, Barcelona. I don't know if anybody saw the uh, Classico, but um, Barcelona just totally destroyed uh, Madrid. They were missing Benzema, but like it was not even close. It looked like they just sat down and gave up, and uh, Barcelona basically could have been 8 9 nothing up at one point. But what I, where I was going with this is so Barcelona is still in third place. Um, you know, they're doing all right. Um, you know, they, they won yesterday. They're on a bit of a roll, you know, but what I saw today in some of the papers and some of the reporters saying, is it now time to call Xavi one of the best managers, uh, in the world? This is going back to the cool guy, uh, mentality. He is, uh, you know, ex Barcelona player. He was with Guardiola. So there it is again. Like he's like almost like the Pied Piper Guardiola. So if you're connected to him somehow, you have, you know, free reign. So Xavi now he's won, he won a Classico still in third place. They're doing all right. But right now in their head, one of the greatest ever, you can't, you can't, you can't disagree with that. You disagree with that. You're wrong. Don't disagree with it. He is a genius because he does the, you know, keep possession, play it around, Barcelona. So if you, if you say something about him, forget it. It's over. Win or lose because they, let's just be honest, like, you know, they, ha- they hadn't done all that particularly great this season. I know you could say, you know, because uh, the, the lack of money, they lost Messi. But for a team who's lacking money, they have a lot of players, and they got a lot of players this season. So I'm not really sure where the money's coming from or, you know, let's see. Are these guys playing for free? I highly doubt it. 
And don't get me wrong. I'm not saying that Xavi isn't going to be a really, really good manager. But, like, you know, they're jumping from, you know, he, he was the, a coach in the Middle East, came to Barcelona, and now he's, like, the next coming. You know, so I feel that, like, this is such an unfair kind of, like, way this media, like, paints things. You know, if, say, you're a guy like, um, I'll bring up, again, United, Solskjaer. You know, I know in the end it didn't work, but the second he walked in, they just hit him from left, right, and center. Like, he was not the guy. He has no experience. He's no good. He can't do anything. Look at what he looks like, this, that. Oh, like he's a goofball. Like you know, what what is he doing? How is he doing this? He's not up to the he's up to the task. But Javi coasts. Just go ahead, like you know, hands off. So he's got the best of both worlds. You know, he's just kind of doing his business. Nobody's bothering him. But if he has a great game, they hail him. Now another guy in that same kind of like. Uh, group is Lampard, but on the opposite side of the spectrum. He right now is at Everton, and they are struggling. They are not doing good. I mean, I, I, I would not think they will get relegated, but they are very close, and they are struggling. However, anytime I hear anybody talk about Everton, it's somebody else's fault. The players are no good. The owner doesn't do enough. The, the games that they play, you know, how they were scheduled, uh, whatever it is, the rain, uh, you know, it was too sunny to the left of the stadium. I don't know, like all sorts of crazy things like that. Nothing to Lampard. Lampard is a guy who was at Derby, didn't succeed there. Then he failed upward and got the Chelsea job, was there and, um, you know, uh, Abramovich got rid of him, but... The, the thing was, was he got no criticism. They, they almost were like, well, you know, uh, let's just pretend like he didn't get fired. You know, uh, he was great there, and let's just say he was great there. And then somehow he gets another job in Everton. But, you know, other managers get jobs and say, ah, I don't know if he's ever going to get another big job like that. This guy, along with some other guys like, uh, you know, Martinez, who uh, coincidentally, he was at Everton, failed, uh, got Wigan relegated and he somehow failed upward and got a national team job at Belgium. So, you know, Lampard again is a guy who has the best of both worlds. He can go about his business, do whatever he wants, win, lose, draw. Nobody criticizes him. When he wins, they hail him. But when he loses, they kind of pretend it didn't happen. This goes back to my, like, you know, they're kind of uh, morphing reality into what they want you to see. So, no, you're not seeing uh, Lampard fail. No, that you're crazy. No, oh, he won. Look at how he won. You know. So, these guys are allowed to just kind of do whatever they want, and they—it's this weird, crazy. Like, again, I go back to this high school mentality thing of like, you know, the cool table. You know, the the. Reporters want to be at the cool guy table. So the, the reporters have to always like uh, prop up the guys so they can be invited to all like the get togethers and the parties. So, you know, you got like a certain few in there. You know, you got the, obviously the Pied Piper, you got Guardiola, you got the uh, you got the jester, you got Klopp, you know, Gerard, Tuchel, Lampard, um, 
Martinez, Arteta, you know, guys like that. Conte, he, I don't think he's in there because they, you know, he's kind of a little old school. So, you know, the, the, he's kind of on the outside. You know, he's that guy like, you know, that you run, in and run into in the hallway, say what's up. But, you know, he's not invited to all the stuff. So. so if they were really, really honest, I think you would have such a bigger pressure on guys like Lampard, Gerard, Xavi. You know, they'd have to deal with stuff like uh, Solskjaer. You know, and Mourinho had to deal with at um, United where every day it's asked about like the most ridiculous questions like, you know, uh, and, and it's nonstop. You know, I think the hardest question Lampard or Gerard is asked at, the, at, at, at a, at a uh, press conference is like, what are they going to have for lunch or what, what are they drinking in their coffee? Is it cream or milk? You know, something like that. It's like. You know, they can do whatever they want, so they have, they have a great time, you know, and they can say whatever they want, and, you know, the media laughs like a bunch of chuckleheads, and nobody cares, you know? So I think it's a bit ridiculous, and I wish that, like, they would all just wake up and kind of, like, be honest. I think if they were honest, it would be such an, a much more amazing, you know, give and take. You'd see some more, like, you know, passion and anger at the press conferences. You know, right now it's so plain and blah because everybody's like laughing at each other. I don't even know what they're laughing at. They're laughing at a bunch of like idiots. So now the last thing I want to talk about really quick is uh, this article I saw and it was Klopp talking about wanting five subs. Now, whether you agree or disagree, you like the idea of five subs, you don't like the idea of five subs. That's not even what I'm talking about right now. You know, it's, it's everybody's preference. Either way, I don't, it doesn't really matter to me. I could go with it either way. The thing I had a thing, uh, um, an, uh, an issue with was Klopp's comments about it. So he went on and to say, you know, it's teams, you know, that, uh, you know, do they have, like, I think he had said Burnley. Does Burnley have uh, star internationals that go away and they play all these games? I don't think so. So there's teams like that that are dictating, you know, how many subs we can get. And, uh, you know, they don't have the superstars like we do. That right there is one of the most disgraceful, like, you know, just minimizing other people and other teams to like, you know, ants, because this guy, uh, whether it's the Liverpool, like sycophants or, you know, the, you know, the fanboys of Klopp and, you know, all these, all these people running around that allow him to say whatever he wants to say, you know, he basically degraded an entire team club players, whether these guys are internationals or not, you know, they're not up to his standards, so they should have no say in what's going on. The last time I saw, they're all in the same league, so they all basically have the same say. He may not think so. The reporters may not think so, but, you know, in reality, they all have a say in what goes on into the rules. So, uh, you know, he should kind of like slow himself down once in a while. You know, his his jokes and his way of talking where he doesn't allow like people really to chime in. So reporters just sit there with their mouths open like, you know, little kids looking at like some some, you know, star that they liked when they were children. You know, they uh, you know, they just allow him to get away with this. I mean, if you really stopped and said, wait, whoa, whoa, did you just kind of like degrade the whole club 
or, you know, any team that's not in, like, say, the top four or, like, winning the league to not be allowed to have their opinion on if they should have five subs or not. You know, you have, like, 80 players uh, signed. Use them. You know what I mean? If you don't, that's your problem. You know, and there's a thing, too. It's like you're complaining because you're playing too many games. You're not playing too many games. You're playing exactly the same games. When United won the treble, they had to play the league final, excuse me, uh, their last league game to win the league, then the FA Cup, and then the Champions League final in a week, all right? And they basically had no, uh, they didn't have like a roster of about 60 players. They had, you know, a good number, but it was basically who played on one day was basically give or take playing the next day. So for him to kind of run around spewing this ridiculous comments about like, you know, teams that don't have superstars are dictating how we get to do our subs and why we don't have five subs. It's ridiculous. You know, and again, I think he should be quiet a little bit because, you know, he's just being allowed to say whatever we want. And I wish there'd be like teams, players, coaches, whoever, just to push back. I know it's not going to come from the reporters. Because they basically, you know, follow him around. Like, if he says go right, they'll go right, even if it's into traffic, I think. Like, they don't, they don't even listen to themselves anymore. It's almost propaganda. So they, they want to make sure that the stories that come out are the stories that Klopp will like, that Guardiola will like. So, again, when you hear this kind of stuff, I think it's just a ridiculous thing. And, again, I'm not for or against five subs. They want to throw five subs in. I could care less. Fine. That's good. You know, you get some more subs. I think everybody, you know, would have uh, the players to do that. However, for him to say that, you know, a team that may not want that is dictating uh, to his quote unquote team of superstars and internationals. That's not right. Unfair because they shouldn't be allowed to dictate like that because they don't have the same caliber of player is a ridiculous thing. So, you know, Keep, keep looking out for stories like that because they're just going to keep coming as long as the media allows him to say that. So, well, hope you guys enjoyed uh, my latest episode. Uh, well, hopefully we'll have another one this week. And um, we're going to also be, you know, doing some, we're going to be doing soon, we're going to have it uh, streaming live on YouTube. And also we're going to have uh, an Instagram and Twitter page up uh, in the very near future so you can make comments, whether you want to yell at me, which is fun. Uh, you want to comment on what you said, what what I said, and uh, what you thought, and uh, throw your two cents in too. Look forward to hearing from you guys, and we'll talk to you soon. Once more, this is Bernie Talk.